Welcome to I'm Game with Fred Croner. Today I'm joined by Drew Williams, a senior at Heritage High School, Broadlands Heritage, and uh, he and his uh, teammate, Joel Bear, recently qualified for the IHSA Bass Fishing State Tournament um, for Drew, the third year in a row and second year with Joel. Uh, so first of all, congratulations. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, how does that feel to, uh, to make it now three straight years? That's a pretty darn good accomplishment, isn't it? Yeah, it feels good. Every year we just keep on getting better and better. I mean, I mean, my sophomore year, we got 19th last year, tied for sixth. And this year, hopefully we're trying to bring that home. Was there extra pressure this year? I mean, in years past, you could always say, well, if we don't make it, there's next year. And, and this year, you, you couldn't say that. Yeah, this year I've actually was the calmest I've ever been. I mean, I went Tuesday before, and I, I was on some fish. I, was, I wasn't really stressed about making it. I just stressed about the fish not biting. But I'm not really stressed while I fish, so worked out the better. Well, talk about bass fishing. What, uh, what What's unique about it? How is it different from uh, from some of the regular fishing that uh, people might know about? I mean, bass tournaments, you take off in the morning, and you're, not, you're against people, but you're really fishing against the fish. And you'll have those guys that'll they'll, they'll go out there and like, oh, it's a competition, like I'm facing them, but they're really not facing each other. The fish have to buy, you have to do all this, there's boat trouble. And you're not sitting in one spot if you're like you're moving around all day and so like catfish you're just like you're just kind of sitting there in the boat drinking and then you got just have your snacks in the cooler just on the bank but in bass fishing you're just moving around going to different spots so what um, now as i understand it though in, in a bass fishing tournament the ihsa i mean you can pick your spot right you're not assigned a spot you have to go to yeah you there's we have takeoff you can go anywhere you want they're not limited to one spot I think during our sectional, I don't know if it's right or not, but I think we can probably fish 100 spots during the day. So what happens if there's a spot you want to go to, like it's maybe a favorite spot or you've had success before and somebody else is there? Do you just kind of like stick around that area and wait and see if they leave or how do you handle that? It depends on how we're doing in the day. If we're like looking for one big bite and they're on the spot we want, we'll wait and start farther down the bank. And when they move out of the way, we'll slide in behind them. How important is it to be paired with a good partner? Because it's always uh, the the ISSA series is always a, a two man boat, correct? Yeah, you can fish by yourself, but I like having a partner because it gives you no chance a teammate catching a fish that you may have like passed. Because during the sectional, my teammate, I was going down the bank and he was behind the boat, just dragging a bait, and he caught a fish that I wasn't going to catch. Now, are you and Joel pretty good friends outside of uh, just bass fishing, or not? Yeah, we've been friends since kindergarten. I mean, last year was his first year. I convinced him to fish, but we've been teammates on the basketball court and now fishing. So it's it's pretty awesome to fish with one of my best friends. Was this something that the bass fishing that uh, you grew up doing or what kind of fishing did you do when you were younger? Uh, I've always been bass fishing. I mean, my dad and my grandpa have been fishing since they were tiny kids too. So they brought me into it. I think my first tournament, I was, I think seven years old and I just haven't looked back and I just keep on every year more tournaments. What, what has the appeal been? I mean, what, what's kept you going over the years? Uh, the success. I mean, it took me one, two years to win my first tournament, but I've, every year I'm just getting better and better and just keep on winning. So it just, it's kind of get hard to get out of something that you're winning at. Now, do you like all kinds of fishing or are you primarily uh, bass fishing? Mm, I'll, I'll do some crappie fishing if someone wants some fish for the freezer, but I'm, I don't really like anything other than bass fishing. <laughs> well, why do you think that is? Uh, I think bass fishing's 
faster pace. I like that faster pace. I don't like, I'm kind of impatient, honestly, but I just like moving around, throwing, like, I love throwing baits. So, like, you have, let's see here, during a crankbait, you'll throw this thing over 100 times a day, and, like, crappie fishing, you're just dangling a minnow off the side of the boat. I like moving around. Well, how, how important is that to, to move around? Uh, I mean, especially if you've caught one or two fish at, at, you know, one location, are you inclined to want to stay there, or do you feel like, okay, it's time to, to go somewhere else? It, you can tell, um, say you're fishing a point and you're just dragging a bait, you can tell when they're starting to slow down because you'll like go a wolf, like 10 casts and not having a like, bite. So if, if that's the case, we'll move and we'll try to adjust. Like, like our sectional, like this is a good prime example. We were fishing a point to start the day out and I had to bite my first cast and then caught a 15 inch on my next cast. We probably fished that point for another 20 minutes and we're like, okay, we got to go try something different. So you went to another point caught one fish we left but and then we went on the wall we were doing the same thing we we're doing we had to go make a move we went out like 30 minutes up north and then threw a crankbait and caught 14 keepers hmm. so how, how many did you catch for the day then at uh, at the sectional you can weigh in five but we ended up catching i think 16 keepers which is pretty remarkable that some teams didn't have a limit and we had we're catching 16 keepers <laughs> So then was it easy to, to judge and tell which were the bigger ones and, and which ones you're going to keep and which ones you're going to throw back in? Yeah, we we kind of had a small limit and then we caught we just kept on getting bigger and bigger. And after we got our biggest five, the other keepers, you could tell they're like 12 inches, so they weren't help us at all. So the thing about it, I mean, in you know, a lot of sports like basketball, you can look at the scoreboard, you can see how you or your team is doing uh, mm -hmm. in fishing. Do you, do you really have any idea what the competition is, is doing out there? No, especially if you're not fishing by anybody, because like we saw like two boats all day and they're like, oh, it's kind of it's, it's they're not biting that well. They're like, oh, I don't want anybody else, but like we're catching them. So, like, you know, someone else is going to be catching them. So it makes you fish harder. So what's it like, though, to, to you know, kind of be out there and, you know, you're almost in never, never land because you don't know if, you know, there may be like at the section, only the top three advanced to the stage. So, I mean, you know, you could have had a good day. Say you, you weighed in 12 pounds. I mean, you were just under 12, right? The 11 something you weighed in. Yeah, we had 1093. Yeah. So, I mean, you could have had a good day like that. And there could have been three other teams that each weighing in 15 pounds. And, you know, you don't know what is going on until you get to the to the way. in. I mean, talk yeah. about the frustrating part of that uh yeah i mean last year last year i fished a tournament at clinton and i i was like i don't know how they're gonna bite and it was tough from practice and like in like two hours i had like 14 pounds i'm like okay i might have a chance like you weigh in and then someone comes in and weighs 20 pounds behind me you just don't know you just really know it's okay i caught him really well but you gotta think someone else is gonna catch him but you don't think they're gonna catch him that good it happens, but it's part of fishing. So, I mean, you can, you can have what for you is a good day. I mean, in terms of what you weigh in and then you can wind up getting nothing out of it, or you can have a day where you don't catch that many, you're not happy with the weight and you know, you can get first or second place. I mean, it's kind of, kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, 2021, I fished a term of the hundred boats at the Ohio river, uh, Golconda. I, it, it, that place is kind of tough, but I had like, I think like five pounds. I was like, oh, maybe I'll get a check. I ended up getting like fourth place out of 100 boats with like five pounds. And that was just totally unexpected. So talk about some of the places you've gone to because you, you fish quite a bit, right? Not just during the, the ISSA series, but uh, but you fish, what, pretty much year round? Yeah, I pretty much fish year round. I think I start in March and end in like November. Uh, last year, I fished 
I didn't fish much. Like, I guess I did. But I fished like Shelbyville, Wren Lake, the Ohio River, uh, Clinton. Those are just in-state. But in 2021, I went to Pickwick Lake in Alabama. Then I went to Norfolk like following weekend in Arkansas. Then I went to like Iowa and fished on Mississippi River. I'm just all over. It depends where the tournaments go for the championships. But mostly it's like Alabama, Tennessee, or sometimes we'll go to Wisconsin. So how important is it, like for the the ISSA tournament, you were at Lake Shelbyville last week uh, on May uh, May fifth, I believe, and then the state is coming up at, at Carlisle Lake. How important is it that these are places you've been to before and fished, or does it change so much from year to year that it doesn't really matter? Uh, it can somewhat help. I mean, Shelbyville, I've been fishing that lake since I was seven, so I know what's going on. But Carlisle, that lake is it's kind of like it's pressured a lot, so the fish tend to move a lot. But you have this general idea where the fish are going to be at in previous years i think in sophomore year we found a spot in the second day of the tournament and then last year we caught a three pounder up like right off the bat there last year to start the day so it helps you but it can sometimes like hurt you too so what what take, take me like through the day if, if the first part of the day you're not having success do you are there things that you can do differently for the the second part or how, how do you handle that yeah so going back to Shelbyville, this we, we started off doing something like we thought we were going to catch a lot of fish. You know, and I think we fished that till 12. And then I, we were like, we got to make it like a change up. We needed a big fish because we had, we had a small limit, only probably like seven or eight pounds. We knew we needed some more. So we made a decision to run up north and throw a crankbait. And on my first cast, I caught a four pounder. So that, that pretty much changes the course of the day, how you're going to end up doing. So like a crankbait, we pretty much threw that all day and caught 12 keepers instead of doing all that and catching only five. Uh-huh. <laughs> so sometimes literally, I mean, you're, you're making decisions on the fly. I mean, just kind of on the spur of the moment, right? Yeah. We were going down the lake actually. And we're like, Oh, we've caught them there previous years. We had no plans on stopping and ended up pulling up there and catching a keeper. We both, me and my partner caught a keeper in like 30 seconds apart. And we weren't going to fish that spot, but we saw it just going down the lake. And we're like, yeah, we probably need to fish that point. <laughs> so talk about it. You know, most sports coaches will tell you, boy, you know, practice is, is so important. It's the key to everything. How about in bass fishing? I mean, is it important that you're out there on the lake a lot and, and fishing a lot before these tournaments, or can you kind of just almost go out there cold and, and still have success? You can, practice can help you really like a lot, but sometimes you can get carried away in practice and like, like oh, they're going to do this. And then you stick to the game plan and it doesn't work. It can really hurt you sometimes. But I think it's always good to get out and practice at least one day to see how the like, water temperature what the fish are doing if they're i think it helps you so so what are some of the keys to success you, you talk about a game plan like what what kind of game plan did you have going into the sectional we we were in a, we started off we we got boat 17 so we weren't going to get our starting spot but we're like okay if we last year i caught that a six pounder on that point we're like we need to go start there and we got there and we're like okay we made it we caught a 15 inch in like 10 casts we're like okay maybe they're going to do it and then we went to another point and caught one. But after like nine o'clock, they just got off that spot and every other point we went to. So we had to make a decision. We had to make a new decision to go up north. And that definitely. So what would you say is, you know, with the years of experience you've had, what, what are the keys to successfully, uh, you know, competing in a bass tournament? You got to be, you got to fish clean. Losing fish is not going to win you in tournaments. You got, I think, making each cast, making it efficient. And not backlashing, getting hung up. The more cash you can make that are perfect, the more opportunities you have to catch a fish. 
So I know you've, you've played basketball over the years. Talk a little bit about some of the similarities or differences in terms of, of mindset when you're going into a basketball game and you're going into a bass tournament. In basketball, you can't think you're out of it because you're not. There's always comebacks. Well, you can be down 20, but you can make back and come up. You, you got to fish to the last minute. Just like basketball, you play to the last, like, until the buzzer goes off. You, you can't go into a tournament or a game thinking you're going to lose. You have to have that mindset that you are going to dominate every second of the day. So one similarity, I, I would think, I mean, basketball, you know, you've got your four quarters, you've got a set amount of time, and, and same thing in the bass tournament, you have a, you know, a prescribed amount of time. Is that something you, you are comfortable with in terms of the amount of time, or do you wish it was a little more, or a little less, or what, the, what are your thoughts there? I think it's perfect. I think, I think it's seven hours. I think seven hours is perfect. You get three and a half hours to see what they're doing, the three and a half hours to adjust or just keep on fishing. Definitely, it, I don't think it should be longer because you get tiring. It really can. Fishing is a tiring sport. What's the biggest bass you've caught? Uh, last year at Ren Lake, like a month after our state finals, I caught like a seven pounder just messing around. Uh-huh. <laughs> Did you get a picture and everything? Yeah, I got a picture. <laughs> I bet. So you say your dad and your grandpa kind of got you started. Was it something that at a young age you enjoyed doing or did you just kind of go to, to hang out and be with them? Oh, I enjoyed it. I mean, seven years old, I went out there with my grandpa, first tournament. I mean, halfway through the day, I caught like a four pounder on the top water. And that pretty much was like, yep, this is what I'm going to do the rest of my life is this fish. <laughs> Well, talk about that, because I know at one point you were thinking about uh, after high school going on and trying to get on a, a bass fishing team in college. But I understand now you're maybe thinking about a little change of direction. What what kind of future plans do you have? Yeah, I wasn't good at college. I had five schools interested, but I think I'm going to try to go get a, a good job with money to afford just to go straight to the pros. I mean, MLF has a good thing where they start with the Toyota series and they work your way up. I think if I went to college, I have a chance to. But here I have opportunity to make more money and get more sponsors and you get higher up in the fishing. Who are some of your role models? Some of the people you kind of uh, look up to, uh, uh, you know, in the bass fishing world. Yeah, definitely my dad and my grandpa. I mean, those are the ones who got me into it. They didn't need all the shout out in the world to tell me that they got me into fishing. I got, there's a couple of sponsors I have. They definitely are on my back helping me out like arc rods, Yozuri. They're all, they all believe in me to do fishing as a, full-time job in which I really need to dedicate my time and then to let them know that I appreciate what they do for me. So what, what's your summer going to look like? Do you have an itinerary yet? Uh, places you're going to go, tournaments you're going to enter or, or not? Yeah, I got a BFL on Shelbyville this weekend. Then we got state next weekend. And then on tournament after that, I got to go to Clinton and mess around with my, one of my friends for a small tournament. We got Rim Lake coming up, Kentucky Lake in September. I think we're going to Dale Hollow in Tennessee in October. Uh, Ohio River, that'd be, a, that'd be a fun one. So there, I'm all over the rest of the summer and going in the early, early fall. Does it matter much to you in terms of the, the depth of the water, whether you, you, know, you have more success or less, less success the, the deeper or the shallower that it is? I think it's all a timing deal in like the seasons because in the, in the fall, they're going to be shallow all day long. But in the summer, the it's hot, sun gets up, they'll move shallow in the mornings to feed, but then they'll pull out deep when the sun gets up and the, for that cooler water. 
So if you would talk a little bit about what, what you and Joel did last year, you, you really kind of put Heritage on the map because I mean, other obviously a great music program and things like that there, but as far as the athletics, you know, in recent years, it's, it's really been kind of a struggle, but then, you know, last year you can look back, you know, a top 10 finish at state, like you say, you tied for six, talk a little bit about what that means and, and uh, kind of how maybe that's changed a little bit of the atmosphere of the school this year. Yeah. I mean, everyone can shoot a basketball. Everyone can run up and down the court, but not everyone can fish. I mean, fishing is kind of a low down sport. They're like, oh, you're fishing. That Your school is only good for fishing. But in the same sense, we've been there three times in a row. I mean, it's still a state championship. People, I mean, our first year was my sophomore year. We brought the program back and we had two kids. Then they saw us qualify for state and they're like, oh, maybe we should try this out some more. And then last year we had five anglers. And then this year we had six. So I think the success, the core, they're like, oh, we're not very good at basketball, but our fishing team's pretty good. So let's give that a try. I think that's what brings the kids on is that they're struggling in other sports, but fishing, I think we're a really competitive school in fishing. It really doesn't matter the size of the school. I mean, in, in a sport like fishing, I mean, bat, you know, football, you know, obviously the bigger the school, the more numbers you have to, to choose from. But, uh, you know, for, for a two-man boat in, in bass fishing, it, it doesn't really matter whether you have a thousand students in school or, or 200, does it? No, all you need is two dedicated anglers to go out there and fish. You don't need a thousand kids to be able to have a team. Now talk a little bit about the, the driver of the boat. Each of the, of the boats has a driver. Is that person then kind of also like a coach that can kind of give you, you know, tips and pointers during the day, or is that frowned upon? Uh, you can, the sorry, but our boat captains, they're, my, my boat captain is my dad, which is, he's the head coach. But then you have the second boat captain. He's like the assistant coach, like you say in basketball. He, he can drive, he drives the boat. He can run the trolling motor. He can show where to go, what to do techniques tents tips he just he's he's pretty much a coach and they they love when coaches help definitely so like when, when you're out there on the water i mean do you, do you kind of ask for for advice or do you and your the teammate that you're with just kind of decide everything on your own or how, how does that part work yeah joel's kind of new to fishing so my dad i try to bounce all my ideas off my dad because he's been doing it the longest but we'll talk during the day and see what we need to do what we need to be doing where to go He's pretty much, he's eyes asking my best bounce ideas off of him, technically. Now, will he be able to be your boat driver in state too? Yeah, he will be. Uh -huh. he, but that's, cool. that's probably pretty exciting for him too, to have that up close and, uh, and personal uh, view of, of the action going on, isn't it? Yeah, he's watching him fold right in front of his eyes. He brings a lot of snack though. He, he does snack all day. <laughs> well, how about you? Do, do you and Joel snack a little bit too or not? Uh, it depends how we're doing. I tend to eat after we're doing good, but if we're struggling all day, I won't eat. But you need to drink a lot of water to stay hydrated because it keeps your mind in it. You don't want to get dehydrated. Now, you mentioned earlier that, that you do a little bit of crappie fishing as well. When you do that, then do you, do you clean and, and uh, you know clean the fish and everything too or, or not? Yeah, I'll, it depends how many we catch. If we have 100, I'll make my dad do it. But if we, have, we don't have too many, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. It's pretty easy. <laughs> So are you, are you a fish eater as well, or do you just like the fishing part? Oh, I love fish. Fried fish. <laughs> we, we eat fried fish before everything. That's our, our thing. Oh, is that right? Yeah, that's our thing. It's I, It brings good luck, we think. Uh-huh. <laughs> what, what's your favorite fish to eat? Uh, my favorite fish is triple tail from Florida, but we don't get that. Probably, probably it'll do. <laughs> Is this a, a sport that you feel like you've learned a lot? I mean, do you feel like you're a better angler this year than you were a year ago at this time or not? 
Oh yeah. Every year I just tend to get better and better. I think it just, you're, you're fishing more, learning more things, what more techniques I, fishing every year, just, I think. Mm-hmm. When, at what point kind of in, in high, your high school career, did you kind of think this is the direction you wanted to go with your life? I mean, has that been something you've thought about all along or just more like the last year or two? I've been thinking that for the, like whole, my whole life, I'm seven years old. That was like, yeah, I probably need to start doing this more. And then eight, eight year olds, I'm like, oh, I need to go pro. And that's just been my goal ever since, probably since I was seven or eight to go pro. Uh-huh. And what, what do your dad and, and grandpa think? Do they, are they supportive of this idea? Oh, yeah, they are. They want me to. I, they want the best for me. My dad, he wants to do it, too. My grandpa, he just moved to Lake Fork. That's all he does is fish. He retired mm-hmm. now, just fishing every day. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. Well, anything else you'd like to add before I let you go? No, sir. All right, we've been talking today to with Drew Williams, a senior at Heritage High School. Uh, Drew and his teammate Joel Bear have qualified for the IHSA Bass Fishing State Tournament, which will be coming up um, May 19th and 20th down south, southern Illinois, Carlisle Lake. And uh, you guys tied for six last year. We wish you a lot of luck and, and hope you bring home some hardware this year. I appreciate it. Okay, well, best wishes and we'll be in touch. All right, sounds good.